Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Taking the Rams by the Horns, brought to you by Sowetan Live. My name is Rams Mabote. Before we get down to the business of the day, I have good news for you. This podcast will, from today, be coming to you twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. Apparently, you asked for more, and we are happy to oblige you. So, Gear yourself up for more tantalizing analysis of current affairs and do spread the word. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail or even the post office operating even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop? Welcome to the new Sowetan Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rams Mabote. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. Now then, leader of the Democratic Alliance in the Eastern Cape, Ngababanga, has hung his political file of X. He will not be contesting the party leadership for another term. Panga told my colleague and the Sowetan Nomazi Mangosi that the horrific accident he was involved in two years ago influenced his decision to quit. Two people died in that accident. The boisterous, outspoken and often controversial Banga was former mayor of Nelson Mandela Bay in Trevecha, and he had many brushes with the ANC. There are only two ways in which Ngaba Banga can be removed as an executive mayor of Nelson Mandela. Only two ways. If Mr. Ngata really doesn't like that the DA is in the city hall, is addressing the people now in the city hall, If they don't like that, the executive mayor of Nelson Mandela is Ngabapa. They must just drink it and love it because still going to be here. Panga joined me on Zoom to talk about his decision. So, Moloman, what took you so long to, to, to come to this point? I mean, this accident happened in 2021. Uh, um, look, uh, the, the accident happened in 2021. In the mean, um, it's part of why I also took a, 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 a decision. Um, but uh, because uh, I'm still uh, facing a, a trauma uh, out of uh, um, uh, the, the, the accident, it made me to reflect, you know, because I could have died in that uh, accident. And um, um, you you start to talk to your God um, uh, to to guide you in these uh, uh, things. And then I took a decision. Um, I, I was saying the accident is one of the things, you know, um, to to leave because um, I believe that Winston Churchill uh, was a great leader of the British people. They won. Um, and and made Britain great as I've made the Eastern Cape a great. 
And uh, uh, I always say that a good dancer uh, knows when to leave the stage. Um, and uh, I've left the stage. That leaders must also accept that. Um, um, the thing is, and the thing is not, what it is today might not be tomorrow. There is a beginning and an end in everything. And you must leave when you still laughed. Um, that's why I, to, I took uh, uh, that decision. Because I've done my part. I mean, uh, I've, I was a member of parliament, the national parliament. I was uh, uh, an MMC for human settlement. I was a mayor. I'm an Eastern Cape leader of the official opposition. And uh, what else do I need? Um, I've done my part. I've built an organization, the Eastern Cape. So, 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 let, so let me ask you this question. You know, I, I remember when you were elected five years ago, you said that the, the DA must deal with the race issue. Uh, I'm not going to play on this issue of a dialogue in the DA about race. We have to talk about it comfortably talk about it and discuss uncomfortable issues. That's what we're going, we're going to have dialogues about race in the organization first. Because we can't talk about non-racialism, ideally, in the future, without us having an understanding amongst ourselves that we understand what it means a non-racial society. C could it be that uh, you have lost that battle and that's why you leave? No, in the Eastern Cape we have not lost that battle. I introduced uh, that discussion where Professor Mkabisin Mkhejana um, presented a very um, critical paper uh, in the Provincial General Council of the TE that was held at the boardwalk uh, uh, talking about the evolution of liberals in South Africa, um, that um, 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 uh, liberals have played a particular role in the struggle for evolution, but also um, there were epochs where black people uh, couldn't trust um, a, a white liberals there because of different developments. And in the Eastern Cape, that was welcomed. You won't believe that when, when he started to make a presentation, nobody could speak and respond to that. The house just went, went silent. Nobody wanted to, to, to ask a question. It was very exciting until we went for tea and people spoke about this issue because it's a difficult conversation that South Africans should have uh, because we see the remnants of racism in South Africa. They still continue. Not only because of that, but because the apartheid spatial uh, planning still reflects that people, black people, stay in the townships, white people stay in the in but, the suburbs. But, um, but yeah. politics. Nah, just ask a simple question: Have have has has the DA dealt with the with the with the race issue in your time as a leader? Yes, in the Eastern Cape, we have dealt with it. Um, um, to to and, and had conversations to make sure that we will deal with it. Um, 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 therefore, I'm I'm happy that 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 conversation is still continuing. So, but I see now you you still remaining uh, leader of the party in the provincial legislature. Why? Because I'm I'm appointed and elected by the caucus uh, of the the the, the DA. Um, therefore, I will remain in that responsibility until. The, the DA, uh, if they think that they have done my part there, uh, um, they want somebody else, I would, I would then make um, relinquish the responsibility. But for now, they still want uh, me to continue 
uh, doing uh, that kind of work. Sure. I, I, is it not that maybe the legislature position comes with a salary and some perks as opposed to provincial leadership? No, man. Look, up. I was earning 70 to 80,000 rand in the national parliament. I left that for 35,000 rand. I left my pensions. Uh, I came back as a councillor. Um, I went to the provincial legislature earning uh, uh, close to 1.5 to 1.6 million rand. And I left that and went to be a mayor and and, and 1.3 million reduce, sacrifice myself and sacrifice the benefits I have. I've done this throughout since um, in in, in high school when I was in Corsas because I believe that serving people, you know, uh, you must make sure that you make certain sacrifices. You understand? And I've done that uh, because... I believe that leadership is about service to the people. And if you need to sacrifice, you should do so. So, my last question is, I think I've seen this script before. Is this not the beginning of the exit out of the DA? No, man. I Look, I'm saying I'm, I will serve my responsibility. You might have seen this script from, from some other people. Um, um, if God, God is going to guide me what I need to do, you know? Uh, I'm not going to stop to being a political activist. You know, a political activist that seeks to continue the fight of building a truly non-racial South Africa um, um, and, and a prosperous South Africa, that I'm not going to turn my back because our people, that particular black people, still continue not to own means of production. They own nothing. And therefore, the struggle still continues. Um, so your, your, your short answer is maybe... No, I'm not leaving the DA. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's no. The answer is no. Yes, it's no. Thank you very much, Ngababanga, outgoing DA leader in the Eastern Cape. Please read the full story in the Sowetan today. I have decided to write an open letter to President Cyril Ramaphosa. And here we go. Dear Mr. President, I heard last night with mixed emotions that you have decided to call off your trip to the World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland, to attend to the energy crisis we are facing. According to your office, you will be convening a meeting with leaders of political parties and the National Energy Crisis Committee. Well, Mr. President, I also listened to this interview with you and Eyewitness News last week. Can you confidently tell South Africans today that 2023 will be a different year? Or should we expect the same? What I can say is that we've taken decisions on how to address the challenges that ESCOM is facing. And those decisions are being implemented. We did say we have got a shortage of megawatts of power that we need to get and put on the grid. And we've now opened up the opportunity for third-party generators to generate, and that is now underway. We've opened up the processes and the permits and all that. Things that were trapped in bureaucratic processes, we've unlocked that, and it is now happening. And to build a power station, station rather, be it solar, hydro, or wind, or gas, takes a long time. So we're in the, for a tough ride. Basically. No, no, no. I'm not necessarily saying. Of the same. No, no. I'm not necessarily saying we're in for a tough ride. I am saying we are addressing the problem, 
And what I can say is that we are not sleeping on the job. Unfortunately, Mr. President, I think you are actually sleeping on the job. You know how I know this? I read the front page lead story of the Sowetan today, and I, I implore you to do the same. I beg you, sir, to read that story. While you and your party messed up our electricity sector in the last 15 years, small businesses like Soweto Creamery in Soweto, PP Mslanga Funeral Services in Bushpark Ridge, Dwellers Printing in Kronstadt, Palaces Bake and Treats in Cape Town, and many others battled to trade, and some were almost condemned to insolvency. The Sowetan lists hundreds of such businesses, Mr. President, and you can be sure there are thousands more. Some have already closed shop. Some will close shop this week. And by the end of this year, while you are in meetings and cancelling trips, many more will suffer. Frankly, Mr. President, you are sleeping on the job. And cancelling Davos is just a PR stunt that can only hurt your travelling party. What's going to happen to those aides and hangers-on that had already gotten their visas, bought their heavy coats for the cold European winter, applied for fat travelling allowances, and maybe even promised their partner souvenirs from Switzerland? What's going to happen to the selfies with the who's who's who are attending in Davos? I'm sure even your people are not happy about your decision. If they could, they would too tell you you're sleeping on the job. I know I speak for them too. As for the small businesses, for all they care, you can vamos to Davos, Mr. President, unless you keep the lights on, which we know you won't. You can't. That's all I had for you in this episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. Please do not forget to subscribe and see you on Thursday. From me, Rams Mabote, goodbye and God bless.